Today's Leading Women episode 550 with the wonderful Alison O'Brien. Women all over the world, get ready for inspiring and empowering interviews from women at the top of their field who are kicking butt in their business and who are prepared to share shocking revelations from being in the limelight. You are now listening to Today's Leading Women with Marie Grace Berg. Podcast your passion. Yes, did you know you can podcast your passion, make a difference, and make money talking about what you love talking about? That's how I got to do what I'm doing, talking to wonderful women every day. Here are today's leading women. Want to learn how I did it? Go to podcastyourpassion.com. That's www.podcastyourpassion.com. Yes, women of the world, let's get started. I am delighted to introduce you our amazing guest for today, Alison O'Brien. Alison O'Brien is a three-time Emmy Award-winning TV producer whose dislike of running shorts launched her second career, creator for jaywalking designs, running skirts and gals that feel good as they look. Their mission is to make earth-friendly, fit, functional, and fashionable active apparel for women and men on the go and give them the self-confidence to get out and get active. To learn more, visit www.jwalkingdesigns.com. That's with an S. Again, that's www.jwalkingdesigns.com. Women of the world, Miss Alison O'Brien. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me. I am delighted to have you on the show, and I'm sure our listeners are as well. So, Alison, I really love what you're doing with your business, especially with Jaywalking Designs. Love that name as well. You, you are a success in your own right. You put in the effort, you know, the sweat equity, the knowledge and experience to build a special business you call your own. As a result of that, our listeners really want to get to know you and I want to provide that conduit, you know, that bridge between you and our listeners. So here are some cool questions that we can talk about. Feel free to comment and time about them, but these are just general questions I have in mind. Okay. So let's start with your business. You know, there might be people out there who want to start one and have no clue how to go about it. Can you tell us more about your business and the idea behind a niche? I, in 2006, I received a pamphlet in the mail and it just said, do a marathon and cure cancer. Now, I had never really considered doing either, but I had a friend at the time who was battling cancer and I thought I couldn't go through chemotherapy for her. I couldn't do anything, you know, to help her husband and son, but I could do a marathon and try to cure her. Now, for a very novice athlete, that seemed like a daunting task, but I decided to go and try and do it. And I raised my money, and I went out, and I did my 26.2 miles in a pair of shorts. Now, for most people, shorts are perfect, or the perfect attire, especially for this hot summer. But shorts do not look right on me. They didn't feel great. They were unflattering. They didn't have the pockets that I learned through my training that I wanted. So, through, and I didn't give up there. I didn't give up either on the marathons or curing cancer or on coming up with a better idea of what to wear when training. And over a lot of different miles, a lot of different marathons, I met a lot of people and we would discuss what we wanted to find in bottoms for running or for walking. 
and we tried different skirts that were out on the market and they were great, but they weren't exactly what I wanted. So at one point, I thought, wouldn't it be great to make my own? But usually I think that's where ideas for businesses stall. A lot of people have fantastic ideas, but I don't know that all of every person capitalizes on them. But I decided to do it, and I'm very, very glad that I did. Mm, beautiful. What an inspiring story that one is, and I love that. Because that has been a theme here at Today's Leading Women, because more often that idea sprang from a need that we have for ourselves that we can't find somewhere else, and then we just go out there and then creating on our own and that's a beautiful thing because you know there is something that there is a need and if you are if you want that solution chances are other people will need that one as well so great that you have this one out there but what continues to inspire you doing this business i'm meeting a lot of people who are exactly like just like you said people who there, there was a need and people wanted that problem or that need solved and i'm finding a lot of people a lot of our customers maybe in the larger sizes who didn't think that they would ever find a, a running or walking or active skirt that would be flattering and fit them well. And one of the biggest aims for jaywalking designs has been to give every person the self-confidence to get out and get active and to give people a flattering 360 degree view of you. So if you feel good in what you're wearing, you're going to go out and get active. And Jaywalking Designs aims to break down that barrier to fitness. So if you, if I, when I didn't like wearing my running shorts to go and train for the marathon, luckily it didn't stop me from going to train. So my motivation was bigger than what I was wearing. But if I didn't feel good in my shorts or the, or the frumping fashions that used to be out there, mm, or some yeah. of the fashions that are still exercise people, I wouldn't go. Yes, absolutely. I mean, nothing is so inspiring than being able to provide something that helps other people feel good and get get themselves out there because they have the confidence to get out there, be active. You know, it's a it's a win win. They feel confident about themselves. They feel confident about going out there and being active because it's for themselves too. They feel good. They look good. And apparel uh, like what you're providing really helps them um, accomplish that. So great inspiration there. Now, let's talk about how you prepared for success to turn this idea or to turn this inspiration into a reality. Can you share our listeners what are some of your personality traits or your top three personal qualities that help you become a successful entrepreneur that our listeners can learn from? Well, I, I am a marathoner now. After that first race, I became a, a marathoner and I continue to uh, race and, and raise money today. And, and being a marathoner takes endurance and the same thing that an entrepreneur needs. You need to be able to uh, not be afraid of the obstacles that will come and the challenges that you will face. You need to have the perseverance and the patience to figure out a way around them and to keep, to keep going forward even when things are tough. Um, as a television producer, which is my, um, my other career and a career that I've had for two decades now, I spend a lot of time listening and learning people's stories and listening as an entrepreneur is key because the skirt, the, the running skirt or running kilt that I make may work well for me, but if I don't listen to the rest of my audience, I may not know what the problems might be for other people, what the needs are for others. So definitely endurance and listening and I just refuse to quit. I don't know if that's a successful trait, but I, I refuse to quit. I, I have a, 
I'm stubborn. I guess that would be the best word for it. I don't give up. And I'm going to keep going forward until things, you know, even even past the time where I think things may work. Because you never know what's on the other side. Mm, so that's endurance or perseverance, being a good listener, refusal to quit, our stubbornness, the ability yeah. not to give up. A really great personal qualities here that Allison just shared with us. And the good news is that we can all cultivate and adapt these qualities or these traits that she just shared with us. So endurance, being a good listener, and the ability not to quit or never giving up on your dream. All right, let's talk about what happened when you started your journey as an entrepreneur. You know, as entrepreneurs, we face daily challenges that define our being. And to get through those challenges takes a very special person. And our audience wants to know that special person in you. So what have been your biggest challenges building your business? And how have you addressed or overcame those barriers to success that a lot of women entrepreneurs face today? I'm, I, as, as you said before, and I said too, I, I'm a television producer, so, or I have been a television producer. So running a business, especially a business in, in fitness and fashion, is completely new to me. So one of the biggest challenges was just learning what needed to be done, how to do it, and how to find the right people to work with. Um, that's, that has been a huge challenge, but how I overcame that was really with a lot of patience. I found uh, wonderful people, a, a wonderful designer in Los Angeles, a wonderful fabric person in Los Angeles as well, and a manufacturer there. So everything is made in the United States, and finding them has been key to my success. Because I know what I want, and I know how to do 90% of what I'm doing, but I do not know how to make the products to the quality that I wanted, and I found people who can do that. Um, another huge challenge at the beginning was, fi well, was finding great people in the United States to do our high-quality products at a cost, a reasonable cost. Um, at the beginning, back in 2011, when this became a little bit more than just an idea and was starting to become a reality, I had the prototype made overseas. I wanted to get the idea down and see what was, see what was actually going to work. And having things manufactured overseas for me was too little um, control. I couldn't really communicate with the people that were making the products. I had a facilitator here, but she was unable to really give me strict timelines um, strict notice of where the products were coming from, what was going on. So um, to overcome the challenge of not working in the United States, I decided just to have everything made and sourced here in the U.S. I find that that's easier. It does cost more money, but I do feel that it is important to be responsible to our country whenever possible. The other challenge was that um, I found, unfortunately, that Everyone that you work with well in one realm of life doesn't always work well with you in another one. So I did have a business partner who I began this with, and she was a very good friend and somebody who I did marathons with. But when it came down to the day-to-day -day running and financing of the business, she did not really want to be a part of that. She wanted to be part of the business without putting in the effort. And that was a huge challenge. That took me a long time to get past. And in the end... I took over the business myself in financing and um, in running it day to day, and I think that's been a wonderful move because I've really been I've really been able to grow the business as I see fit 
and really put my heart and soul into it without the obstacle of having somebody there who didn't really want to be there. I hope that makes sense. It's, it's, that was the toughest challenge, I think. Hmm. Wow. I mean, I can totally relate to some of these challenges that you shared with us, and I'm sure our listeners too. I mean, learning the business side of the business, that is huge, especially because more often we are creative individuals. We love the creative part of the business, but there are other parts or components of the business of our business that we have to take care of and I myself didn't grow up learning entrepreneurship or learning business so there was a lot of learning curve but the good thing is that uh, we have resources that we can tap into both online and offline regarding that finding right manufacturer source uh, especially locally uh, here in the United States I'm sure that is a challenge but you're right it helps really helps with with uh, the economy now only the economy but you have the more control of it because it's locally you don't have to deal with international outsourcers or manufacturers that it's you know first of all it's it's way outside of the country for example uh, and that's a, a huge barrier and of course overcoming some uh experiences or challenges you ha- you are you had with uh, your partner in business that didn't want to be in the business huge challenges that uh, Allison just shared with us and let us learn from how she was able to overcome them so that when they do happen to us we now know what to do so thanks for sharing those with us I, I don't want to say that that having products made overseas is not a good idea but for me personally it just wasn't the right way to go so Right. There certainly yeah. is yeah. a pros and cons of uh, sourcing locally versus internationally. So you have to make sure that that is good for your business or that is for the benefit of your business. So, right. yeah, I agree with you. Um, there are pros and cons both of, of sourcing locally and internationally. So make sure if this is your route for our listeners out there, make sure that this is both benefits your business and your clients as well. Right. All right, let's switch gears for a little bit and talk about work-life balance. You know, being a business owner myself, maintaining a work-life balance is so crucial to overall success in life. Now, the challenge with entrepreneurs is how to click on and click off and create a work-life balance, particularly if you have a family juggling many roles. So in your life as an entrepreneur, how do you maintain this work-life balance and what are some of the ways that you accomplish this in the areas of your health, your family, your relationships, and your business? I am really looking forward to hearing everybody else's ideas on the work-life balance because it's hard. Um, I'm, that's a struggle every day. I, luckily, I do uh, still, I still run, and I, I run marathons and exercise and train for triathlons and cycle events. So exercise is a huge way to, for me to keep things in check, to reduce stress, and to really pull myself out of sitting in front of my computer and working on my business 24 hours a day, because I would. Um, I do still work in television, and that's um, now become much more of a freelance part-time job for me than my full-time career. So it's, a lot of my time is spent trying to juggle between two different, vastly different careers and jobs. Um, but I've been I've been trying very hard to shut off when we're having a family dinner, to shut off when I'm outside even just walking the dog, and I'm trying very hard to be more present with everybody. 
I mean, I could sit and work 24 hours a day and, and that would be fantastic for building my businesses and, and maintaining my television career. But it would really, um, it would really take a toll on my health and my stress level. So between the exercise and just being present with my family is, are the best ways to keep me, uh, keep me kind of grounded. Hmm, love those tips that you shared with us. And yes, this is an area that I'm sure a lot of us are challenged with. And love those tips because I agree. I mean, exercise is such a big component of not just reducing your stress, but the way you feel, you know, the way you feel on a daily basis. You feel good. You feel confident. You have that energy and you have the energy. You have that focus to do what it is that you have to, especially with your business and learning to shut off when you are with family, when you are off work, that is huge. It's huge as well to, for me because I work from home. So it was, it, you know, I have to have a certain, I have to have a, a room at my, my, uh, in our house when mm-hmm. I know that when I am there, I am doing work. And when the moment I step up, out from it, I know I have to switch mode. So it's really important for our listeners out there, especially when if you are working from home, to have that separation, to have that the boundaries that uh, you have to really shut off when you are when you're with family and be present. Practice mindfulness. I'm learning this on a daily basis to really practice, and it's hard because more often, you know, our brains are still. You know, our ideas are mm-hmm. coming every time, all the time. But you have to switch off. And it's really hard. I could, I could, I can relate totally because I feel that one too. And when I, when I have to be, I have to be aware of how I feel and what are my thoughts at that moment. Because sometimes, whoa, I am not. They, people notice that, that I am not there. So it's really, mm-hmm. it's a practice. But it's all about doing it on, and constantly doing it on a daily basis, especially when you are with your family. I feel like that's a third full-time job. It is. That's it is. It's, but, yeah. it's really hard, especially because mm-hmm. we are passionate about what we're doing. Sometimes it's so hard to switch it off. We have to deliberately do it. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's talk about success and what success means to you. Your business appears to be financially doing quite well. And with that success flows into other areas in the entrepreneur's life. Now, we'd like to also say that success is a mindset. I can have $10 in my pocket, but my mind feels like a millionaire. Mm -hmm. I feel great about myself and I'm moving forward. The opposite way will be a multi-billionaire and be totally miserable. So am I successful? Financially, yes. Individually, probably not. So in your journey as an entrepreneur, what does success mean to you? And what are some of the benchmarks that you use to measure your success? I agree a lot with your idea of the $10 in your pocket, but your mind feels happy. I, I measure success gratefully in how I feel and how, and how I'm seeing my products and my behavior as the CEO of Jaywalking Designs, how I'm seeing that in the world. Um, some of the benchmarks, one funny one was I was running a, a marathon last summer, last June in Seattle, and so a friend of mine was there. I run with a charity. And so a friend of mine was there and she said, oh, I just saw somebody pass by in one of your skirts. Well, I figured it was probably just one of our friends and teens who had bought the skirts and wear them. And when I asked, she said, no, it's a complete stranger. I ran through the start lines and went through every person I could find looking for somebody in our purple plaid skirt as I was wearing one as well. 
and I ended up coming across a, a complete stranger, a customer who I'd never met who was wearing the skirt. And that was a huge, a huge moment for me because I thought, finally, I'm seeing somebody I don't know in the skirt and they were happy to be wearing it. Uh, one, I, at first, I didn't actually tell the woman who I was. I said, oh, I like your skirt. She then looked at me, realized we were dressed identically. And she said to me, oh, I really like this. The pockets are great and it feels really good. And I said, oh, wait, let me tell you who I am. And I said that I, I was the one behind the skirts. And she and I chatted for a while and we took a picture. It seems like such a strange moment, but it was a big deal for me because I thought I've arrived a little bit more in a crowd of 30,000 people. Here's somebody who found my product, took the time to research it, to buy it, and is wearing it. And that proves to me that I did something right. Um, another mark, and this has been probably more of a personal one, is I, I will get emails from customers or uh, uh, maybe if I'm sponsoring a race and the people will say to me that they like how I work or they like how I act. And one, one gentleman in Mississippi, he was running a fire, um, setting up a race for a 5K race to benefit brain tumor research because his wife has a brain tumor. And I was, you know, I bought my sponsorship and I was working with him trying to help him get hit the word out about his race to raise more money. And he wrote me a note and he said, you really, you really walk the talk. You really do what you say you were going to do. And um, it is a wonderful person. You're a wonderful person to work with because you are who you are. And I was really proud of that because I want people to, I want people to know that I do care that not only that they're happy with our products, but that they're happy in general, that they're, that they're pleased with the customer service they receive, even if what they buy doesn't fit them perfectly, that they walk away with a good feeling, that they worked with me, and that they had a good experience. And it, it's, I know success should mean money, and I know that eventually it will, but the success to me is, is the good reward and that great feeling that I get when somebody's happy with what I've done. I, I also volunteer still as, with this charity that um, I first began with in 2006. I went, I've been a volunteer marathon coach for them since 2007 now. And I have that same feeling when I can train somebody all season long to get them ready for their 13.1 or 26.2 mile journey. And when they see, it's that moment when they realize that not only can they do, do it, they are doing it that moment where they see the finish line of their race and have that look where they realize they've done something amazing, that's a reward in itself. That, doesn't, that job doesn't pay and it doesn't matter because it just it makes me feel good. And I feel the same way about jaywalking. Hmm, I love your perspective on success. You know, nothing is really fulfilling than seeing or knowing that people are happy with what we're putting out there. So for example, with you, you know, it discourages the products that you have out there. People are wearing them and they're happy with them. They're satisfied with them. And seeing this, seeing the products that you have out there from people, that is truly fulfilling. And you know, because you are making a difference. You are impacting their lives in one way, shape or form through the products that you put out there. Great uh, um, perspective there. Thanks for sharing. All right. I know you've given us a lot of tips already, but I'd love for us to talk about one of the highlights of our show. And that's your advice for other entrepreneurs and those aspiring to be, especially to those who want to follow your footsteps. 
you obviously got some lessons learned under your belt of experience. So take it back to the past. Say you're going to start all over again as an entrepreneur and you are in a class with other entrepreneurs who are hungry and thirsty for success or even for making that first buck. What types of special suggestions or advice and lessons that you learned would you give your fellow entrepreneurs knowing where you came from and where you headed at? And if you can boil them down to your top three tips or advice, what would those three be? The, the first one and the most crucial one, don't let fear guide you. Don't let fear give up on pursuing your dream. It, it's so easy to, to decide, oh, this I could fail, so I won't try. You're going to regret not trying much more than you're ever going to regret failing. Um, that's been the biggest one for me. The other is to believe in yourself and believe in your story. Like you said, Marie, back at the beginning, there's a need. If you have a need for a product or a service, pretty much you're probably not alone. There's probably plenty of other people who have that need or didn't know that they had that need until you presented them with a solution. So believe in yourself and believe in your story. And the third is to have a good sense of humor because there's a lot of things that go wrong. There's a lot of lessons that you need to learn. There are some things that you will try and they won't go, they won't succeed as well as you hope. And you have to be able to smile and, and laugh and keep going. Because if you let the stress get to you, it's, it's just going to harm you in more ways than you think. Mm, golden nuggets in those tips that you've shared with us. So let me just summarize them again for our listeners. So the first one is to not let fear stop you really big. I mean, fear is going to be there no matter what. It's important to understand that it's going to be there, but you have to embrace it and not let it stop you. So many people uh, give up on their dreams because of fear, fear of the unknown, fear of failure, fear of success, whatever it is, embrace it because it's going to be there. Second one is to believe in yourself and your story. Know that somebody somewhere out there is waiting for the value you are providing. Know that someone is there is waiting for you to put it out there, to relate to your story. For your product that you want to you want to provide other people, know that there's somebody waiting there for you, so you have to get it out there. Third one is to have a good sense of humor. I love this. I know there are oh, building a business. There's there's ups and downs, but there is so rewarding. You never know what is it for you at the end of that. Uh, at the end of the other side, if you don't jump in, but we have to enjoy the journey. I mean, and like what Alison, you shared with us that, you know, you have to have that sense of humor. I mean, there are going to be days when, okay, I, I feel like I was so, I'm, I felt stupid. I, I made this kind of mistake that, oh, this is such stupid of me. But then you have, you know, you have to learn from it, but at the same time, don't take it so seriously. Have fun building your business. Have fun being around other people that are moving in the same direction. So you have inject that humor in, in everything that you do because that, and be, stay positive. Um, don't let those negative things affect you because uh, after all, we are building a business that we love. We are building a business that uh, is going to impact other people. So Great tips here that Alison just shared with us. Let's take action on them today, and I'll make sure to have those on our show notes. 
Last but not the least, Alison, share our listeners that one woman out there that you admire the most and why. Hmm. I will tell you, my friend Karen, my friend, I'll tell you her name. My friend Karen Belford is one woman who I admire the most. She, I met her through um, doing our marathons for in finding a cure for cancer. She is a cancer nurse herself. And out of the blue, at age 48, she had a stroke. She knew enough from her medical training as a nurse to be able to communicate to the EMTs what was going on with her. And she has never once let her stroke and subsequent open heart surgery, um, which caused, she had a hole in her heart from birth that she didn't know about that caused the stroke. And in the one year she had a stroke, open heart surgery, knee surgery, and within seven months she was back and did her, her first half marathon back from there. She is a tough cookie, and she doesn't let anything stop her. She's learned how to swim and to cycle, to do triathlons. She just has never met a challenge she's not willing to face and overtake. And she is so humble about it, she doesn't think what she's doing is special at all. She's probably more frustrated with herself because she's not returning to the fitness level that she, she prefers, as opposed to looking at where she was just a couple short years ago. Um, she's just, she amazes me because she's exactly what I aim to be, which is a person who just does not give up. And she keeps her sense of humor in everything that she does. And she, she just keeps going. So she's, she's not exactly my business role model in that sense, but every quality that she has translates into being a top business person, being a top person in the world. Mm, such an inspiration so to Karen for not just being a an inspiration to you but to all of us here at today's city women we salute you for your courage for the tenacity for being a tough cookie just like what Alison <laughs> shared with us uh, you are such an inspiration to all of us here and we really salute you we honor you and we recognize you for that being such a role model to all of us here thanks for sharing her with us Lastly, Allison, share our listeners what's one big benefit that they can get with your product or your service, where they can get it, and what's the best way that our listeners can connect with you, and then we'll end from there. Um, the biggest benefit is that you're going to get fitness running skirts or kilts, also um, a running or golf shirt for men and running kilts for men as well. You're going to get fitness wear that allows you to do more. It's fitness wear that can uh, translate from workout to go out. You're going to look good and you're going to feel good. The products are eco-friendly, so you're helping the earth. They're made in the United States, so you're, you're giving an economic boost to our country. And they're funky and they're functional and they're fun, so you're giving a boost to yourself. Um, where you can get it, where you can find us, it's J Walking Designs, the letter J Walking Designs with an S dot com. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. Um, when I have time, we're on Pinterest and Instagram as well. And I am always accessible via email. If you go on to our website, jwalkingdesigns.com, you can send me an email from there. And I do personally respond to every email that I get. 
because I feel it's very important to get to know my customers, get to talk to my customers, and and learn what's on their mind. And I also so I'm a huge fan of sharing all of our kilted warriors accomplishments. That's that's our our little band of jaywalkers. Uh, I call them our kilted warriors, and I love celebrating everybody's accomplishments, whether it be a 5K, um, a 50K, a 100-mile race, or just getting up and getting active and getting started. I love to be the woo person behind all of that. Okay, so that's jaywalkingdesigns with an S.com. I highly encourage you, our listeners, to go there now, jaywalkingdesigns.com. Browse under products, order yours. This is something that I'm really passionate about. Uh, that helps you get out there and not just not just uh, having this uh, uh, this uh, skirts or kilts that makes you feel good and get you out there, but the community uh, that um, that uh, Jaywalking Designs and Allison and her company are putting out there is such a huge community that we can support, all support with. So again, that link is jaywalkingdesigns.com. And by the way, for our international audiences and listeners, how can they uh, purchase these uh, products that you have? Right now, we do have free standard shipping through the United States, um, and we also ship to Canada. For international um, international customers, I encourage you to email me directly through the website and ask me and let me know where you're from, where your item would be shipped to, and that way I can give you a great price on the actual shipping itself. Okay. Um, I've done that before with with a few customers from the Netherlands and from Sweden, and we've worked out how much the shipping would cost, I, w- I can find out from them exactly when they need it by, and then we can find the most economical way. Okay, so there you go. For our international audiences and listeners, you can email Allison through their website, jaywalkingdesigns.com, and uh, then you can order from there. Um, and she'll let you know about the shipping and like that. So wherever you are, I know we have international audiences. So for you, for all of you who are living in other countries, except the United States and Canada, you can email Allison how and how you can order this um, beautiful products that they have, the kilts and the skirts. So again, the link is www.jwalkingdesigns.com. Alison, thank you so much for being so generous in sharing your time, your inspiring story, your expertise, for being a role model to many, and for bringing such a positive energy with our listeners today. Women of the world, including me, appreciate you and wish you more success in business and in your life. Thank you so much, and thank you. The greatest success to all of you as well. Podcast your passion. Yes, Did you know you can podcast your passion, make a difference, and make money talking about what you love talking about? That's how I get to do what I'm doing, talking to wonderful women every day here at today's Leading Women. Want to learn how I did it? Go to podcastyourpassion.com. That's www.podcastyourpassion.com. Feeling inspired and empowered to make it happen? Then take the next step and go get your free guide to the top 10 resources that today's leading women use to stay at the top of their game, plus Marie's favorite today. Visit todaysleadingwomen.com slash guide for your free download, and we'll see you on the next episode of Today's Leading Women with Marie Grace Berg.